Yo, yo, yo. What is up, candy mommies and candy poppies? Welcome to this episode of Best Candy Ever with me, your host, Renee, aka Bass Drop Princess. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. He is one of my favorite people in the world and is someone that I really love. He actually is a fellow clinician, a fellow raver, and is surprisingly a great singer. (laughs) Without further ado, please welcome my very good friend, My Life as Tim, aka Timmy. Hey everyone, nice to be here. I'm so excited. I'm so happy you're doing this. Welcome, Ho. Thank you for being on here. (laughs) Thank you. It's an honor. For those that don't know, Timmy and I often refer to each other as Ho, like that dumbass Ho over there. (laughs) And it's just just this inside joke that we've had for so long. So, uh, Timmy... Yes. What's going on? How have you been? Tell us what's what you've been up to. I've been good. You know, just with all this whole pandemic happening, it's just there's really not much to do, to be honest. You know, I've just been spending a lot of time working on myself, you know, just doing a lot of self-care, honestly, is what I've been like working on. And, you know, just you know, spending some time like reflecting on life, you know, since there's really, like I said, there's really not much to do and like just finding new ways to do things, you know, just trying to cope with the situation, especially. Yeah, for sure. I know you mentioned self-care. I think that is so important with everything that's going on in the world right now. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for self-care? Well, like right now, like specifically, I've been like focused on like skincare. Um, so all throughout the pandemic, like, because I'm a healthcare professional, so I still have to work. And, you know, the stress of like the pandemic on top of the stress of my work is just a little bit too much for me. And like that, all that added stress is just making me break out a lot. And like, you know, I was like, you know, enough is enough. Like I need to do something about this. And now is the perfect time to actually like, you know, focus on myself and just like focus on my skin and, you know, just watching a lot of like YouTube videos, like actually like researching things about skincare and um, yeah, just like buying products and like, you know, trying them out and see what works, see what doesn't. And I feel like that's um, very important when it comes to my, um, my mental wellness as well. You know, like I feel like with this pandemic has just been really hard on a lot of people and like people just need to find ways to cope on things and, you know, make things work for them. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you said is 100% correct with everything going on. Now you have the time to focus on whatever you really wanted to just, or just didn't have time for. Um, By the way, your skin looks phenomenal. What are you using? (laughs) A lot, actually. Like I've, I went from like using just three products to like ten to fifteen, and like it is a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, skincare is definitely an investment for your future, and like you're never too young to like get started on it. And like I started noticing that, you know, I'm 27. Like I'm not 
young as I'm not as young as as I used to be and you know I'm starting some notice some changes on my skin and like like I said I'm just breaking out a lot like it has it's been a lot more than it used to be so I'm just like I need to do something about this and um I just started watching and it's funny it's like um I know a lot of people like go on TikTok and like people learn a lot of new things on TikTok and um you know, that's what got me started on skincare, honestly. And, you know, I just, one thing led to another. I just watched a lot of YouTube videos, just doing a lot of research and yeah, I'm just, you know, buying one product at a time, seeing what works. A lot of it are actually like Korean products and I'm like obsessed (laughs) with Korean products. Like, I just feel like they're like on top of the game when it comes to skincare. So I'm just like hundred percent like supportive of their products. Yeah, I think that K, Korean Beauty, K-Beauty, whatever, I um, definitely some of my favorites. I think that they are, I, I think they're almost like, I feel like Japan for a while was like here and now Korea is like here. Like they're like mm-hmm. both good, maybe maybe even a little higher. Not that other skincare brands um, aren't doing as well, but I feel like Asia has like dropped all of their knowledge and amazingness and was like, here you go. And it's, uh, it shows because a lot of American stores carry like Korean products, Asian products now. So I think it's right. so awesome. And the thing is like not to throw shade on like American products or anything, but like Korean products are very affordable for the most part. And that's what I like about them. Not only are they effective, but they're like budget friendly too, you know, because not a lot of people can afford good skincare. And like, I feel like it's good that we have other options from other countries that are affordable, but also effective. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's not too pricey, but then again, you also have your skincare like Amori Pacific from Korea that is like a billion dollars, but I honestly just depends on price point. There's something there for everybody for sure. Right. So, um, I know that a drive-in rave just happened. Can you tell us your thoughts on that and how you feel about them? My thoughts on them? Well, the drive-in raves have kind of been up and coming, I suppose. Um, I personally don't think it's the best way to go in terms of raving, but I feel like it's also better than nothing. You know, I know that these rave companies and um, like Insomniac or whatever, they try to, they really try their best to make it work, you know, with this pandemic, with this new normal that we are trying to get accustomed to, you know, it's a lot of it is like trial and error, you know, I get that, but I still don't think it is the safest way to go when it comes to these things. I mean, it's still relatively safe compared to like being skin to skin next to someone on an actual rave, you know? But at the same time, like, I feel like at least from what I see on like Instagram and like all these people's stories and stuff, like social distancing are not, you know, as enforced, even though there are cars, like the cars are like kind of far away from each other. But like the fact that people can still like, I mean, I think the roles are like you're supposed to stay in your car or whatever, but I like I would see people like be interacting with each other from like different vehicles and stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I just feel like these people are adults, like they know the risks involved when it comes to these things. So, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think I think at this point it should be up to your discretion and 
we, we you kind of know the, uh, the, the consequences of not, not exactly following those rules or whatever, but, um, at the same time, we can't live like this forever. And, you know, eventually I think, I think a lot of us are just reaching that breaking point where we feel like enough's enough. Like I need to do this, but also, you know, people need to work and you can't just coop people up for, for this long. I think that if, you know, obviously masks work and I think you're, if you're wearing one and you're using proper hand hygiene, um, et cetera, et cetera, staying home when you feel sick, I think for now it'll be okay. That's all we got. People, people need something. People need to work. Right. But anyways, so does this mean if a drive-in rave comes to Vegas, does that mean you're not going to go with me? (laughs) I mean, that, like I said, you know, we are all adults. People who go to these things are adults. Like, so it's up to you to be responsible with yourself and the people you're with, you know, and it's up to you to enforce how much safe, how safe you want to be when it comes to these things. So like, I feel like I'd probably, I'd probably think about going if there is an available one here in Vegas. That's only, that's another thing okay. too. Like, okay. So some, I won't go to a drive-in rave, but I'll go. Well, okay. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying that it's not the best thing out there when it comes to raving, but I feel like, you know, we are all trying to cope with this. You know, we are all trying to, see what works best for our situation given this pandemic and everything. So I just feel like, like I said, like um, it's up to you to keep yourself safe and keep other people that in your party or in your vehicle or in like that you care for safe, you know, like you have to do your part as well when it comes to these things, you know, like if you know you're sick, then why the heck would you go to these things? You know what I mean? Right. But I guess like some people just can't help it. And, you know, I feel like that's a little bit selfish of them to, you know, think of themselves before others. But, you know, like I said, I get it. It is what it is. We're all just trying to cope. Yeah. I remember somebody telling me that, or I I read it somewhere. I saw on Instagram or something that I guess people were still, I mean, I'm not sure which one it was, but I guess people were still going around trying to trade candy with other people and trying to flirt. And, you know, at these things, not everybody goes sober. So if you are fucked up on drugs you're not sober you're inebriated whatever you're, you lose that um you you lose that judgment and then there goes social distancing out the window you, you know you want to socialize you want to trade have fun and I'm sure now more than ever that they definitely want to do that so I think what it is too is it's a little bit of temptation but I understand it's been a long time since we've been able to socialize and trade and do all that fun stuff with candy. So, uh, you know, it, like you said, it, it is what it is, <laughs> but what can you do? Right. Right. So Tim, tell us a- about some of the best candies ever that you've received enough of that, that stuff. We want to know what special candies you have that you've been gifted and what memories you have behind each one. Okay. So like throughout my raving years, which has been probably like three or four years now, like I've gotten a lot of like good candies. But my thing with candies, my philosophy with it is like, I think it's meant to be treated to people regardless of who you are. Like as long as you vibe with them, you know, 
like let's say I get something a special candy like this a candy that's really good you know but then I meet someone else that are like really vibrant and I think that candy would fit them you know so then I would go ahead and trade that off like I'm not I mean I do keep good candies like the ones that I keep are the ones that are specifically made for me or the ones that are like just super duper special. I just cannot, like I cannot ever, ever trade it with anyone. Right. But for the most part, I receive a lot of candies that would fit other people too. And like, you know, like for me, like pouring is all about sharing the love, sharing, you know, the culture. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of the people that I meet would either be new ravers or like, you know, just people that I just really vibe with. And like, I feel like, oh, this would be a really good candy for you, even though this was given to me by someone special as well. Even though this had, this has a good meaning for me, but I feel like, you know, here you go. And like, I'm passing this off to you. Like, I hope you can keep that, you know, that train going, you know, that like the, um, the thought of like the train of like giving away the candies yeah, that think- you like. Right. I think um, what you said, it's definitely a train. I I don't know how many candies have been passed around like a billion people or not a billion, but like hundreds of ravers. I'm sure that there have been candies that started off like in California and ended up in New Jersey or Florida just because of the amount of uh, people that go to festivals or raves and, um, you know, exactly like like they're just from so many different places. So I'm sure that it's kind of like, instead of the sisterhood of the traveling pants, it's the sisterhood <laughs> of the traveling candies Right. for those that know what movie I'm referencing or what book. So yeah, please, please show us. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people are interested in some of the best candies ever that you've received. Okay. So for the first one in lieu of your, show or like your podcast i feel like i should show off this very first candy that i ever received which was from you um oh my this gosh. is actually okay so what it says is it's to me here <gasps> and then it has this like little dog because i do have a dog um a mini schnauzer and just looks like this it's just kind of funny like it even has like that little beard thing on the dog and my dog has a beard even though Pepper. she's a girl Pepper, yes. And then it has this like insomnia candy bead. I don't even think you can get anywhere anymore. Because I think from what I understanding is you were you got this from like EDC like a couple years ago or whatever. Yeah, it was EDC, um, I think like EDC 2013 or 14. They had a candy booth not in VIP. It was just out there in the general like population. So anyone mm-hmm. could make candy and they had a whole bunch of insomniac beads. And I remember just jacking like 20 because I was like where can you find these? <laughs> but yeah, so this was actually, I think you gave this to me EDC of 2017. It was like the very, very first EDC that I ever went to. And like, I wasn't even introduced to EDM at all. You just kind of like dragged my ass to like, I was like, we should just go. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. Whatever. I did not just drag you. I had to <laughs> beg you to come to your first that is true. rave or festival. I literally had to tell you about Escape. <laughs> I had, I told you for like a year before you finally said yes. Yes, that is right. And look where we are now, making podcasts about candies and raving. And it's amazing. <laughs> That's why, like, like I said, like the ones that I have, the ones that I've kept are like the ones that are were either given specially for me or like just like really, really special. Like I know I'll never like ever, ever give this away. I mean, it has my name in it. So duh, I'll never give it away. But um, this is like just really special to me. So I feel like I should show this off. So, 
yeah, I don't remember if, did we plur? Did I actually show you how to plur? I think so. I think this happened at actual EDC, even though we made these Kenny together. I remember we were in your room and then I remember one time, like I think it was like a week or maybe a few days before EDC started, we're like, come over, we're going to make Kenny's. And I'm like, what? Like, what is that even? And like, that's when you kind of like introduced everything to me, just kind of giving me a little bit more introduction of like what Kenny is, what grieving is, like what Plur is and everything like that. So. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I definitely introduced it to you. I just remember we were in, um, for those that don't know, Timmy and I actually went to college together. And from what I remember, you you were some other people thought I was like this weird party girl <laughs> just because I had like an EDC schedule thing on my binder or whatever. But now you know why I love doing this, why it's so fun, why the candy is just so amazing. Like you said, just this transfer of love and kindness. So I, I honestly did not see that coming. I thought you were <laughs> going to have some other uh, candy, but Aww. I love it. I'm so glad that you still have it. Of course. Like, like I said, like this was the very first candy that I probably ever received. And like back then, I remember like my first, my first EDC, I probably like traded like two or three times because I was like still like very shy back then. So I didn't like get any candies like that much at all. So like these were like one of the very first ones. And like, I will always cherish this. This brings a lot of memories every time I look at this. So I feel like that's really important. Yeah, I'm actually really shocked that you still have that. <laughs> so that is so awesome. So you, wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It's just been so long since I've made candy since, you know, we haven't had any festivals to attend. Seeing that one uh, just brings up old memories of making candies and having candy parties. Right. I know that you would have candy get-togethers. Um, I came to a couple of them. Uh, how do you how do you feel about those? Do you think that it's something that every rave fam should should partake in? I think so. Like like we do it. My rave fam does it. Like I just think like for me making candies. Like I'm not in any way, shape, or form like a candy kid or whatever. Like I'm not that great at making candies but like for me making candies is just so therapeutic it's just so like relaxing like it gives me so excitement because so like whenever I make candies it's usually like a few days or a week before a festival and like and every time I make a candy specific for that festival let's say for a skate you know like it gives me a lot of joy and excitement like thinking that this candy can make someone really happy if I trade it with someone you know what I mean and I feel like that's just like the part of what makes making candy so fun is because like, you know, that this creation that you made can potentially make someone else happy. So I think that's really amazing. Yeah. I think that it's so awesome because it's a, it's a gift that you you're, you're creating and, you know, eventually you're going to part ways with it unless you make it for yourself, which both of us have done because we're <laughs> which I've selfish. Done. Yeah, that is true. But it's only for an outfit. If it's like, if it completes an outfit, then yes, I will definitely make it for me. How, what, what, which candy do you make for an outfit? Stitch one. Remember I made this like stitch 
Perler from or our um Lilo and Stitch um outfit oh, for Beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, I believe. Yeah. So I made this like giant stitch perler and it's like it's like a necklace. Like I wanted to give it away to someone, but I just never had the chance to. Uh, but it just completed my look. I was stitch, you were Lilo, and I just think it was like, such a cute, a cute idea. Yeah, that was one of my most favorite cosplays or costume ideas that I've ever done because it's, it was just so cute. And it was obvious that you were Stitch and I was Lilo. And I think mm-hmm. that Perler just made it even, it was like the icing on the cake. It right. was just so cute. And I love that people do that with Perlers. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's just the extra oomph, you know? Right, 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 right. And like to go back to your original question, like why would you want to do this with your Ray fam? Like I just feel like, you know, creating something like candies and stuff like that just creates more of that bond with the people that you um, are close with. You know, just your Ray fam in general. Like I just feel like it creates more of like memories together. Like and like just the fact that you guys can just have fun, like have fun with it, you know, be silly with like the candies that you make. And like what I like about it is like, even though I've given like Mary Pam a lot of like candies before, like I try to make sure like I make one, m- make another one for them um, just to give them, o- just to give away on that next festival or next trip that we're going to just because, you know, I just like that's my way of showing how much I appreciate them, you know? Yeah, I think that they must be very special because with me, if I gave you one in the past and if we raved together a lot, bitch, I'm not giving you one. I'm not spending (laughs) any more time on you. I mean, I will, but if it's, you know how it is, like you want, I I like to to make, I want to make friends with new people, not the old people, not my old friends, not your ass. (laughs) Unless, you know, it's something really special or a special occasion or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think that it's... It's something that every rave fam or rave group should do at least once because it, it hypes you up and it puts you in right. the mm-hmm. But and that's the thing too is like I you know try to make as much candy as I can for the for my rave fam, but also for like new people. Like my goal before um, for every festivals or for every raves is that I would make at least ten candies. You know, ten candies. Like it kind of sets a little bit of pressure on me, but it's like not a bad pressure as well. It's more of like a motivation. To like, you know, I'm, I'm going to trade with this much candies with this much people. And like, I feel like that's my goal. And like, you know, just to kind of, like I said, just to keep that, you know, joy and like that, the train of giving alive, you know, just to give as much as I can. Because I mean, I really love it. Like, I love making candies. I love getting candies. I love receiving candies. So, you know. Yeah, I think what you said, the whole make at least 10, I think a lot of people are like, I need at least 10, just two a day. <laughs> if I just make two a day from now till EDC or Lost Lands or the event, and you think you can do it, but it's really a lot more, Not it's not time consuming if you make only two, but you have to plan it ahead because right. we get lazy or we have other stuff to take care of pre-festival wise. So it's it's a challenge, but it's also, that's what makes it more special is that, you know, that person took the time to create it for whoever. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what other uh, special candies have you received? All right. So this next one, I just love it because it's really, really pretty. And there's kind of a little bit of backstory to it too. So it's this one, it says balance. And then it has this like little like yoga hand. I don't really know what it's called. And then there's this like little 
I think it's like a some kind of like some kind of trinket or whatever. But it's just like the whole general like Kenji itself is just super pretty. And um, I got this at um, Escape, I believe, twenty eighteen. Um, it was with our friend Jamie. Um, I just remember we were like, I think it, I think it was day one of Escape, and we had just gotten there. We were like taking photos, and for some reason, we we're just like having some kind of anxiety. Like I do get a little bit of anxiety from time to time, especially with, with these things. Like I don't really, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't do well with crowds, and I think it was a little bit hot. I think the fire, um, like I, I remember there was this like big giant, like, like many headed dragon that was just like blowing fire all throughout. And then like the whole vibe was just kind of giving me a little bit of anxiety and she kind of noticed it. And, you know, she was like, you know what? I got the perfect candy for you. And then she gave me like words of encouragement. Like she just made me feel so much better. And, that, and I feel like that made my night, the rest of my night, like so much better. And then that's why this candy is like very special to me as well. Yeah. I think I remember that. I think she said something along the lines of, you need some balance <laughs> and gave it to you because you were just having a tough time or right. just having some, some festival anxiety, which I'm sure tons of us, lots of us go through. So that, I think that was just really sweet that she, that, that she basically changed your mood and was basically just trying to help you out and be a, a good friend. Right. And I think that's what I like about doing these things, like playing with people, like giving them candy. And I, cause I feel like, um, it just makes a lot of people like happy and like put them in a good mood and like all just positive vibes all throughout, you know, and, um, it can like really change the mood of someone. And, you know, I've given a lot of candies before that, you know, like really made other people happy or like just changed their mood in like general. And I feel like that's what makes it like what makes this like part of our culture like really special. Absolutely. I remember one of my old coworkers from um, Sephora. Uh, I remember telling her that I was going to EDC and I was telling her about all the candies and stuff. And she seemed receptive to it and was like oh that's really cool you know and she was like this older lady so then the next day I actually came to work with a candy for her and so I even showed her like you know the our little handshake the peace love unity respect and then when I transferred it over it over to her her eyes just lit up and she was like oh my god this is so cool and I explained to her that it just cements that bond it's that transfer of love and she really loved it and just because of that little uh the handshake the exchange of candy and what it represented she basically changed her outlook on edc because here growing up in vegas edc is always seen it's always looked at as a as a giant drug festival where everyone just sits in a circle and does Uh drugs and everyone's just wild and there's sex everywhere when in reality it's so much more than that it's not Mm -hmm. that at all i mean sure to like an extent but every big party festival like event whatever is going to have that even not non-edm types of events so uh, once i showed her that she just totally changed her outlook on it and i don't think any other music genre has something like that right and what i like about it too is like um we know when you meet like a new raver, like a baby raver, like either it's first time or they've never gotten candy before. 
I feel like trading with them is just a little bit more special only because you get to like introduce like this part of our culture, like part of the rave culture that is very, very special to a lot of people. And, um, you know, for to them, like it just, you know, like I said, it just carries over that, you know, that the meaning behind the whole plur thing and, um, you know, just like makes them happy and like, you know, um, or it just like, you know, makes everything so much more special for them. Like, it's, like raving wise, you know, when they find out like, oh, this is what it does, like, this is what it means. Like, what are these silly candies or like bracelets for? And I just think it's like really amazing. Yeah, uh, I just had this. No, I told I agree with what you said. But I just had this funny uh, moment pop up in my head when <laughs> I guess this was. I think this was like a year or two years ago, uh-huh. and you you were you you were going to a a candy making session at your sister's house, and so I guess you you told your mom you were like, oh, we're going to make candy, and your mom was like, is that drugs? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. And I just think it's so funny because um, if you don't know what candy is, it might be like a code. Like, oh, is that right? What is that? Mm-hmm. So, And like, I know like a few people who like, when you say the word candy, they would like instantly think of drugs. And like, I feel like that's what makes it more special for like new people, like, or for new ravers to like do these kind of things. So they're more educated about it. They're, they're more informed about like our culture. That's not just all about like partying and all about drugs. Like it's more about like just having all like just general positivity of like having good time and like good vibes and like, you know, just overall general, like feeling of like, like feeling the love, you know? Yeah. And one of the reasons that I do love it a lot too is because, you know, candy, it's, it's bright, it's colorful, it's rainbow. It's like bright ass, bright ass shit that guys in real life, like straight guys normally don't wear, but right. at raves and festivals, you see them, you see guys with like whole sleeves full of candy guys that are can't like, you know, they're like a candy man they're just walking around. And it's, it's because they, they no one cares like in real life, I don't think you can necessarily do that as a straight guy without getting some type of judgment. I mean, of course, it depends on where you live as well. But for the most part, I think you see the most of that at a at a rave, at a festival. And it's right. because they know they're not going to get judged. They know that nobody cares. It's just part of the culture. It's just how it is. It's just accepting. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what makes uh, candy great as well. So I, I know you have more than this, Timmy. You're, you're such a candy whore. I am. I have a lot more to go. Anyway, so this next one, I just like it because it's super duper pretty. And again, like this was given to me by someone special too. Um, it's a unicorn. It has like this unicorn oh, brother. And then it says um, final form. And I just think it's super pretty. It's super cute. This was given to me by Kiana, who was your guest a few weeks ago. Oh my God, that's so funny. I had no um, idea she even gave that nice one to you. Yeah, so these she gave this to me at Escape 2018, I believe as well. Like we've known each other. Like we've actually like talked to each other in like Instagram and like we've connected in social media and stuff. But this was our actually our first time like actually like raving, raving together. And even though we've been friends or at least we've considered friends for like 
a little bit before this happened. I feel like th- like being doing escape with her, like just doing like raving with her in general, and like giving this to me, it was just like made it a little bit more special. And I just love like the meaning behind this. Like it says final form. Like to me, like when she gave this to me, like because before, like you know, like I've been a little bit more on the shy side, and I still am, you know. But I feel like the more um, I go to these raves and the more I'm more exposed to like raving and just a rave culture, like I feel like I've opened up a lot more. You know, I've come out. I've really definitely come out of my shell, and I just feel like this like resonated with me because of that. Yeah. That is so fucking true, everybody. If you go to Timmy's Instagram, which is my life as Tim, <laughs> like the most recent ones are like bright ass photos of him in, you know, rave attire, or whatever. But if you like go down before he met me, Timmy was like a nun. He was like conservative, <laughs> no rainbow, anything. I don't even know if you were out back then, but it was just so, I, I think it, this is just like for many people, uh, a release. And it's just something that, people people love and like you said with that candy final form it's basically almost like a a transformation at least I know it was for me do you do you feel like it was that way for you oh definitely like I feel like raving in itself like definitely transformed me as a person and like I feel like um, a lot of it just is like self-acceptance you know like before I was like still more ashamed of like who I am and like what I like and the things that I do, you know, but the more that I rave, the more I'm exposed to these things, the more I'm, I've accepted the fact that, Hey, like, this is actually okay. Like I'm okay with who I am, you know, like it's okay to be colorful. It's okay to be out there. You know, it's okay to wear these like outrageous outfits because like these very people like don't care. Like they just want you to have a good time. They want you to be positive. They want you, they just want you to feel the love. And I feel like that definitely helped me a lot with my self-acceptance and just, you know, just coming out of my shell in general. That is so freaking true. I remember the first EDC that Chloe and I took you to, we I had like a pineapple gem or something. I, I was like covered in face gems. And I remember you, you had like one, one <laughs> pineapple uh, face or chest gem and you were like so insecure about it. I was. <laughs> and then, and then freaking the next year, like if you look at our beyond photos, you were like gem queen. <laughs> so I, it's just a great, a great, uh, a, a great feeling, great transformation. And right. That's what's so awesome about the EDM community is everyone's super nice, no matter what you look like. If like, I was so, so insecure about how I used to look in things and uh, growing up from a family that often criticized like my weight or whatever, it, it was hard at first to, to go out in, in a bra and underwear in, you know, rave fashion, what it is now. And it's crazy because I feel like it helped me so much with my self-esteem because nobody cares. No, no one has ever gone up to me and said, like, put on more clothes or, or you shouldn't be wearing that. I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe I'm lucky. I I don't know if that might've happened to other girls or other people, whatever, but uh, for the amount of festivals and shows that I've gone to wearing stuff like that and not receiving any criticism, I think is just really great because I don't have that, like, you know, that quote unquote, like, like that model body, whatever that is, that's so subjective. But I think everyone has like this ideal in their head. And 
um, for me, like, I feel like I don't have that, but to be able to go out and not be judged for what I wear, I think is just so awesome. And that's what keeps a lot of us, um, coming back to, to these shows, to these events, you know, besides the music, it's just acceptance. Right. Totally agree. Like for me specifically, when my first EDC, I was like, so insecure. Like I like need to be covered up, you know, like I was just showing a little bit part of my body and I was like so insecure about it and like going, you know, moving forward to, um, electric forest of last year, like me basically topless with just like gems (laughs) all over my body. And like, you know, I've definitely come a long way when it comes to, um, accepting myself, you know, I'm definitely like not, I'm definitely like, you know, chubby or whatever, but you know, like, and a lot of it, you know, gives me insecurities, but, you know, I feel like being exposed to like raving and just like being exposed to um, the culture and like how positive it is, you know, like they just want you to go out there and be, have fun, you know, love yourself. You know, they just want you to be you and accept yourself and celebrate yourself. And I feel like that's just a beautiful thing when it comes to raving. Yeah, for sure. And you know what they say? There's always someone out there that looks worse than you. <laughs> just kidding. I just that kidding. is true. I'm joking, everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's no shade. But you know, it. Here's the thing. Like other people will wear whatever, and I think when you see other people wearing that at a rave, you're like, "Hey, this girl is slaying in this outfit. She doesn't care. I I shouldn't care either." And I think that just that that effect or that vibe it just it it gets to you it's like contagious I think that it's something that that you feel and then it makes you feel okay and Mm -hmm. I don't know just seeing other people's acceptance and self self self-esteem and how they view themselves and I think that it's kind of inspiring and that's what at least for me it, it inspires me when I see people like that that you know them not giving a shit them not caring about what other people think. So uh, I think that that's just uh, really great. And you, you might not know it. You're inspiring somebody at uh, an event or a show um, just by being yourself. And uh, that's just something that not, there's not a lot of places where, where you can um, do that and just be a great uh, inspiration for people, you know? Right. And that is so true. Like, I remember my first EDC, I would be looking at, like, people with, like, crazy outfits. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could do that. You know, I, w- I wish I was more confident to do that thing. Um, but, you know, the more I do it, the more, I, you know, the more I just go to more raves, you know, the more I'm just, you know, fuck it. No, you know what? Like, what, what do I have to lose? Like, you know, I'm here to have fun. I'm here to ha- celebrate myself. I'm here to, you know, just look good in general, like, whatever I think look good is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that that's, it's totally subjective. Even if other people don't think that it doesn't look good, like, fuck them. Like, who cares? Like, you're not there to impress them. You're literally doing all of this for you. So I think that's really the um, important takeaway from, Mm -hmm. from that. But yeah, when looking at your, your past outfits and then your outfits now, like, bitch, you fucking, you did go your transformation this is your final form <laughs> if not even more extra even more glittery right. even more whatever uh-huh. so and it can only get better from here honestly so you know there's just like <laughs> okay <laughs> there's there's still a lot to go 
let's say, let's just say, let's just put it that way. When it comes to my outfits, there, there's still a lot to go. Are you working on something that I don't know about, Timmy? No. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm just saying that, you know, like, there's just like the lim- the limit is like the possibility is limitless. There you go. Let's just put it that way. You know, there's, you, you just keep coming up with these new things, like for escape specifically, like we just come up with like new outfits, new costume ideas every year, like every year it just gets a little bit better every time. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that you're right. It does get better because we, uh, for those that don't know, Timmy and I, whenever we do go to an event together, we usually like to match because we're not basic as bitches. <laughs> just kidding. But also we are just extra and we love cosplay and being some type of duo from an old cartoon or a show, something that everyone will recognize. Uh, if you guys follow me or Timmy, you'll see that we've, we were, uh, he was Pikachu. I was Ash Ketchup. Another year he was Espeon. I was Umbreon. Uh, what besides Lilo and Stitch, we I think we had oh EDC. We were it was him, him, my best friend Chloe and me, and we were all uh sweets or fruits or whatever. Oh, I yeah. was <laughs> you, you were the pineapple, uh-huh, and then I was, I was pineapple. yeah, and I was at ice cream Sunday and I had like a cherry on my head and this custom made bra, so extra. And then Chloe was the 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 Chiquita banana girl you know that on the banana sticker (laughs) and she had the fruits and it was just so extra and amazing and I think that it's just stuff like that is just so fun right so to me I know that you've seen the segment of my show called worst candy ever oh god do you have do you have any not so great candies or okay candies or candies that you were just like? <laughs> I've had my fair share of candies that are a little bit more questionable and just in terms of like when I got them or like just the way they look in general. So let me just show you some of them. All right. Well, this one, like, I don't really. Like, honestly, I forgot how I got this, but <laughs> this one literally just says milk. <laughs> and it's just a black and white candy. I mean, you know, like, I'm, I, I yeah. <laughs> Looks like you're at a loss just, for words. It's just milk. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I get it. We've all come to that creative block at one point or you know I feel like this was probably a candy that was made very last minute when all of the creative juices have been exhausted out or you know what I think it is I think that that was somebody's rave name and they were like hi I'm milk and you're like you're like dancing like oh that's great let's trade and then you guys did and then I think you were were just having such a good time that you didn't even look at it or remember. And here you are with this black and white milk and cookies looking ass candy. Probably. I mean, or either this person just really loves milk. And, you know, milk is great. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Milk is pretty good. So, or maybe you're right. Maybe this was a code for something else. I don't know. But yeah, it's just a little too basic for me, which is fine. Like I'm not, 
trying to hate as much, even though there's a little bit of shade in there, but you know what I mean? But yeah, this is the first one. And, and once again, everyone, this is all out of place of love. Whoever gave, wh- whoever, whatever thirsty ass raver gave Timmy this milk cookie. Thank you. Timmy appreciates your milk. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, I want to consider this the worst candy ever. It's actually pretty cute. It's just the word on it is a little off-putting. And this is... What <laughs> A little off-putting, just just a little, you know. It's just I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know much. if I should say this out loud. Say it. <laughs> it says cunt. I mean, that's so nice. <laughs> it's very plur. It's very plur indeed. You know, I mean, maybe when they were making this, I was like, "Ha ha!" It's a term of endearment. I guess I get it. Some people do like saying that word, cunt. To like other people, not to be mean or anything. Just like I said, like as in a term, as in term of endearment. But, but this was a stranger who gave this to me. So I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I bet. I bet it was like the the person that made this was like was making a whole bunch that said like bitch or or baddie or something like that. And right. For some reason, wanted to give you that one. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, I could be a little bit of a C word myself from time to this time. This is true, everybody. This <laughs> is true. Don't let him fool you. Not on raves, though. I feel like I'm very, like, happy in general when it comes to raving. And, like, I like to think that I give off that vibe to people. But it, it is what it is. That's what I got <laughs> that person. And then this next one, this one's pretty cute too. It's okay, but let me show you what it says first. It just says relax. So that's actually the story- a nice candy. What do you mean? What do you mean that's one of your worst candies? Ever? Okay, the only reason why I'm showing this here on this segment is because I specifically remember the time this was given to me by this person. And I just remember I was just like dancing my ass off. I was just like, you know, having the time of my life, you know, like, you know, being a little bit out there, like just being a little wild. And this person decided to give this to me. I don't know. Maybe there's like a meaning behind this. Maybe she wanted me to like just sizzle sizzle down just a little bit, just tone it down. I don't know. But I was a little like weird at checking with this specific Kenny for that moment but yeah wait so did she like like you like you were like all dancing did she like tap you on the shoulder and was like <laughs> you need to relax sir <laughs> like what exactly not that get this not that direct it was more of like a subtle I was like hey do you want to trade Kenny so I was like sure and then I gave her something very cute and then she gave me this which said relax and then I was like oh okay <laughs> So, so when she, when she gave it to you, did she like look at her arm and specifically pick it out? Like, yes, I'm going to give you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's exactly, not with that face though, but she did was like, you know what? Here. (laughs) I was like, you need this. Just a little passive aggressive, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I get it. Whatever. We all get a little crazy from time to time when it comes to raving. You know, but we're just having fun. That's like the point. That's the idea. You just want to have 
a lot of fun, like party, you know, just release some stress. So. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you should have been like, girl, I am relaxing. I, this, you <laughs> this know is what therapy. I, yeah, exactly. Yes. I, I think that's the thing is a lot of people don't know. You're not just there to, to, to be all crazy and act all fucked up or whatever. You're literally there to decompress, to relax, right. to forget about your, your awful week. And that's how you relieve stress. And exactly. you dancing is, is your, your way of relaxing. So right. that was a backhanded <laughs> candy that she gave you. Right. So like, it's the context behind it. That's why this is, it's in the, this category. Okay. And for my last one, I specifically remember this candy that was given to me. Um, it was with this dude that at escape, I think it was from escape. And <laughs> This is what he said, or this is what he gave me. <laughs> okay, tell so for for those that are just listening to me, tell tell them what that candy says. So this said horny AF, which some of you don't know. It's as fuck. What the, what AF stands for is as fuck. So I don't know what this person was thinking at that time. Maybe he just think I was really cute. Maybe he just, you know, felt some type of way about me, but I certainly was not. This was definitely like a one, one, one way thing, but yeah. <laughs> I think this, this guy was, was trying to tell you something to me. I think that you didn't get the point. Maybe. The hint. But you know, like I said, I just was not feeling it. I was not feeling the same way, which I'm sorry. It is what it is, but this is the candy that he gave me. And I still have it to this day because every time I look at it, it's just like, it's so funny. Like, I never thought I would get something like this from someone. But here we go. I got him. Yeah, I think that with, with stuff like that, I think what it is, is it's, it's a, it, it's, it's attempt number one. So I think from there. Like he shot, he shoot his shot. There you go. Yeah, like, I think it's like a, a test. He's like. Let me see what he'll say. Yes or no. Agree or disagree. And funny enough, I was like, I looked at it. And I was like, okay, bye. It's nice to meet you. Hey, like you said, it is what it is. Right. So, so. yeah, I, I reminds me of the, this one candy that I received that said DTF. Oh, God. And it, I should have said, I am not down sir but i when i received it it was it was already too late and i was already at home so right yeah i think candy if if done well and tastefully i think it could lead to an exchange of phone numbers or uh you know seeing a set together or a kiss or whatever if you are romantic or are thoughtful i like especially for guys i think that that's that's a tool that they could use if they want to snatch that rave bay in their rave group or if they meet someone really cool at a festival or show. I agree. Like it could be done a little bit more tastefully. Like I remember specifically with that candy, like it wasn't even like we were vibing or anything. We just kind of like talked for a little bit and then he decided to like trade candy with me and that's what he gave. So I'm like, I was like, "Mm, all right, thank you, I guess. Oh dang, it's that EDM grinder. this is this is like real life edm grinder hey because 
<laughs> there's no reception there so the actual app does not work so maybe that's that's his way of like <laughs> shooting a shot so you know yeah th- no I think that's so I, I'm, I'm happy you received that ho <laughs> just for me so with with candies I have seen I have seen you make some amazing candies Aww. can can you tell us a little bit of your thought process when you create candies because you have I've told I've told people in other videos how you have these really pretty candies that are like ombre or they're like marble they just have like really special patterns and can you tell us a little bit more into to why you do that or how you create certain candies and patterns um honestly I just like make candies the way I think would look good I just like, so for me, what I think is pretty is like, you know, um, like having those kinds of patterns or like having a little bit more of like uniformity to it. Like having like, you know, like having one color on this side and another, another color on this side. I just think like having that variety to it, um, as opposed to just like ran, I mean, sometimes I do a deal where I will just like throw in a bunch of like random colored beads or candies together. But I feel like that's when I'm losing a little bit more of my creative juice. And like, I like to, you know, have a little bit more of like thinking process when it comes to like making my candies or like, well, like for me, I first start with words, you know, like I, that's for me, that's the hardest part. Like, um, thinking of like good words to put on candies because, you know, I want to convey good positive messages when it comes to my candies, when I give them away, you know, I want to, I wanted to make a little bit of an impact to someone. Um, so for me, that's the hardest part. And then once I formulated the word that I want to make, and then everything just kind of falls into place. Like, okay, this, like maybe a little bit of blue and a little bit of like purple, a little bit of pink in there would like look so cute together. And I think that's just like a little bit more of like, my artistic side, you know? And yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate because I, when a couple of years ago, when I, when I was making tons of candy in one sitting, I remember thinking, I want to make some uplifting candies or some inspirational candies. So I remember making one that specifically said, look up or keep going. So, something like that, something right. really optimistic. But after a while, it was really hard because I started running out of letters because Mm -hmm. those words are so long or I remember just having one candy that was all just letters because it said bass drop princess oh yeah (laughs) so it I think it it definitely takes some some time and and effort but also uh, for example when I made you that candy that says Timmy on it and it has Mm -hmm. has that little charm of pepper of your your schnauzer like I intentionally did that because I want it to be like custom made for you right right and like I feel like for me like I spend well not so much recently since you know the whole COVID thing happened but like every time I make candies like I always go to like Joanne's or like Hobby Lobby like I just like make sure like I I don't make sure but like I spend a little bit more money on like the candies that I get or like add a little bit more of like that little um like jewelry or like trinkets and everything just to make my candies a little bit more special because again like I want to make a little bit more of an impact to the people I give the candies to and like that's why I want to spend time on them like I don't want to just put like a half-ass or just want to make I don't want to make a half-ass candy just to give someone you know because I want to make sure that every candy that I give 
can be special to that person, you know? Yeah, I actually, I, I actually think the the same way that you do because I, I do have a whole bunch of little charms or little sequins that I make sure to attach to each candy because it, because like you said, I don't want to just give a basic one. Not that there's anything wrong with the basic right. candy. It's just a little bit more special when, when when you tell them that it's a special one because of this charm or this jewel or because it says, I don't know, something like perfect or it just has like a cute quirky word to it or whatever. Right. But that's what makes it even more special. And I think because you are such a giving person and I know you personally, I think that's just a part of your, it's just who you are and you just want to be giving and loving to whatever stranger raver that you meet and is something that like if you've received the candy from a stranger it's really special I think you understand how it makes you feel and how important that is and why it keeps people coming back to the rave scene and festivals in general right and the thing with like with me like with making candy like I love making candies. Like I said, it's very therapeutic for me. And, but it's like my pride and joy as well. Like I want to give it to some, like I want to make sure that the ones that I've, that I make um, are like the best of the best every time I make them. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I want to make sure that the candies that I give um, are good enough, you know, because like I said, like, like what you said, like I like giving candies. I'm a very giving person. And I just want to make sure that the ones that I give actually look good in my standard like there's nothing wrong with basic candies you otherwise know I mean? they'll they'll end up on this show right <laughs> just well, not, not only that like it's like I just think I just put a little bit of standard for myself as well you know and I think that's just you know like I said I just want to make that moment that plur that training moment a very special moment for that person and so I got to make sure that the candies that I'm actually giving are actually like good or like worthy like you know the ones that I've gotten yeah absolutely can you tell us a little bit about your your candy making skills I think it kind of went through an evolution from going to to not knowing what candy was to making candy and then suddenly not wanting to make basic candies right and then to of course your your extravagant for those that didn't know, perler making. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I actually started, I remember, I very, very like specifically remember the moment we were making candies in your room and I had to like remake this one candy because it keeps falling apart because I was not making the string long enough and I was just getting super frustrated and, you know, like, you know, you just learn from your mistakes, I guess. And then after that, it, every every time you make candies, like, as with everything, the more you do it, you just keep getting better. And um, I don't know, like, I've always just kind of considered myself more artistic when it comes to, or just more creative in general. And I love color. Like, I just think colors, um, you know, there's certain colors that go well together. You know what I mean? I mean, like I said, there's nothing wrong with just putting a bunch of colors colored candies together and color today but like I just try to make sure that um the colors that I choose like actually like match or like complement each other and not only the colors too like I make sure the textures of the candies because you know there are like some 
crystal looking kenyis with glitter on them some of them look metallic some of them are a bit more matte and like i just felt a little bit all those details like into consideration every time i make my kenyi and yeah like after a while i could just you know it just become natural for me to just create kenyis like that in that way okay you candy color color and <laughs> candy person um i've put together some some whack-ass candies believe it or not where i just it's usually by the end of the night where i'm i'm super tired right. and i'm not really alert and i just grab a handful of whatever candies is in my <laughs> random candy container because i do have a random candy container and i just plop them down and i just string in whatever the hell is there and then sometimes it turns out really cute and right and i mean there's nothing wrong with that like i feel like it's the effort behind it you know that that, that's what makes every candy that you make special but i just want to take it up a notch i just want to make sure the candies that i make are aesthetically pleasing only not only for me but for other people as well okay (laughs) no i get it though i get it You, you you definitely um but with in terms of your your style, you always are very polished, and I know that you something that represents giving something that kind of represents you in a sense. I know that you want it to be one hundred percent, right? You want to go above and beyond, and really be you know this extra asshole that you are. So I totally get it, and I think that's um, one of the the things that that uh, people really love about you, especially when, when they meet you because you're very bubbly and then the candies that you give them are very bubbly as well. Right, right, right. And um, not only that, like um, with the pearlers too, you know, I try to, like I've gotten recently, um, well, not recently, but I've gotten really into making pearlers and stuff. And that to me as well is very like therapeutic. It takes a while. Those For the people who've never made pearlers before, those shit takes like a hot minute to make um because you have to like specifically pick out all those um individual purlers and put them on this tray and then you have to um um iron it out and everything gotta make sure it's ironed out well it's a very very long process and um i just like i said i try to make sure the stuff that i make are good or like you know represents me like what you said so yeah, do you remember when we um, we were in my room? This is when we were like, I think we were getting ready for, I think our second escape together or something. Uh-huh. We we were just experimenting with parlors. Like you went like balls out. Like you bought like a parlor board and you you like like brought a whole bunch of the the little parlor beads over. Right. And we didn't have an iron at my house. We only had my flat iron. <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny. Hey, but I mean, it worked, but we literally had to go over the the perler thing over and over. And each time we would look up, like parts of it were like melted already, and right. like collapsed towards the end. And we'd be like, oh shit. And then we have to like go right. through the motions again. We've definitely come a long way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think that we definitely need to, to get together and practice. So that way when we, when festival season starts back up again we are like these lit ass uh you know filipino kids with these giant ass <laughs> perlers you know walking around like i made this right. i'll give it to you right that'd be so fun so i yeah i think that's something that we need to that i i would like to pick up for right. sure 
And like, I, I don't claim to, like I said, I don't claim to be a Kenny kid. I would never, ever, ever be on the levels of the people who go to raves with like tens or like dozens of like pearler candies on their necks and like candy, like um, cuffs all throughout their arms. I don't think I can ever be that level. But, you know, like I said, I still w- I take pride in the stuff that I do. And I, I want to make sure that the ones that I give are... Special, not only special to me, but can be special for other people. Yeah, I know why you could never be like that. It's because your ass gets hot too fast. I do. (laughs) Because that's the thing. Candy makes you super hot. I'm not going to lie. That's why I only, like, when I go to a festival or a rave, I wear about maybe five on each arm because anything like nearing the elbow or like the center of my forearm is just too hot. And then I, some people already know, but I'm kind of a germaphobe. So when I go to the bathroom, I feel like, like, oh no, I got little particles on each candy and it's like stuck on whatever. And it freaks me out. And then, you know, when you wash your hands or put sanitizer on, it's all moist, but that's just me being, being me. Not only that, they're heavy too, especially if you like, even like having one perler um, necklace you, for you to wear for like the rest of the night. It, it, it it'll catch up to you like it'll eventually get heavy and so yeah it's definitely not for me <laughs> yeah I think that with uh for example in one of the other best candy ever episodes Kiana was gifted like this giant right. this giant like Sailor Moon trio perler mm-hmm. and I was thinking Jesus Christ that guy who made it was lugging that backpack around that china ass furler but that just goes to show like they they didn't care they really wanted to gift it and right. uh, it's it's awesome but i give props to candy kids because they are definitely carrying some extra weight on them with the candy the cuffs right. those big ass perlers and i feel like the candy kids that do that like they show a lot of pride in their work you know it's like yeah you know because that shit is not easy to do especially like those cuffs i haven't made cuffs before and they're not they're very very challenging they're not very user-friendly when you're learning them like and then some of them would go like like this thick and it would just be like on their (laughs) arm and like you know mad props to them for sure yeah i think they they are well, I, not old school, but I feel like it is like a classic raver thing to do. Like those, um, those giant ass cuffs. Right. Do, you, do you do that? I don't remember if you ever made a cuff. I've made a cuff, but it's just like one, like one, um, like one tier. It's not like those like multiple. So it's like level. one candy, like a regular candy. No, it's more of like, I don't know how to explain it. You know how it's like, it's not 3d. There you go. Like I would make a cuff that are just like, it just flush on your skin. It's not like layered. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not like. It's not like yes, not like, like that. Yeah. For example, this this Umbreon one that I have on the wall in general, it has, for example, it's like one one layer of candy, like a candy, almost like a candy basket, and then on right. top, it's like they created this candy crochet on top to make it like you said, a little bit more 3D, which I think I, gosh, it's just the serious candy engineering. I have no idea how they, they do it. It's hard. Like making the base layer for that candy alone was already challenging enough. And then adding to the fact that you have to make it look 3D is just like another challenge on itself. So like, like I said, like mad props to those people who can like, 
who have the patience, first of all, to like make stuff like that and to actually make it look good. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. That's why whenever I'm, <clears throat> the times that I have been gifted a cuff, it's all, I'm always like, are you sure you want to give this to me out of all the people here? You want to give it to me? I mean, there's probably better people out here that you can give it to. Right. <laughs> but for sure, I think that it's, uh, it's super, it's definitely time consuming and hard. But, you know, for, for people that are experts at this craft, I'm sure they're like, I could do that in like 30 minutes. Right. Or, or faster. And it, you know, sometimes things are, are hard because we perceive them as hard. So mm-hmm. who knows, you might be psyching our ourselves out and might actually be able to do it. I mean, you managed to, to make a one tier <laughs> cup. I mean, you know, if you put the time and effort in doing things, I feel like you can achieve it. You know, that goes with a lot of things. And, you know, Kenny's not, um, Kenny's just another thing of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. So with, I, I know we touched based, based on it earlier with the, the drive-in raves. If there was a drive-in rave to happen near us, Ideally, who would you want to be on the lineup? Ooh, lineup? Seven Lions for sure. Because, like, you know, you know for a fact that he's my ultimate favorite DJ, you know. And um, probably um, Subtronics. I've been kind of obsessed ever since we went to that his show last year. I've just been kind of listening to him a lot as well. And um, funny enough, like probably it's never, probably never gonna happen. But this is just like your your dream rave, pretty much. Um, Elenium, if Elenium was going in, was like um, gonna be there, I'd probably go. And of course, like Odessa, like I'm just like fucking obsessed with Odessa. Okay, you're definitely doing some wishful thinking with uh, <laughs> Subtronics, Elenium, Seven Lines, and Odessa. But you know what? You, I feel like you never know because certain festivals just drop these insane lineups. And right. I mean, maybe not at a drive-in rave, but then again, who knows? Maybe they want to team up and are just like, fuck it. We'll do a show with whoever wants to. Right. And I feel like, yeah, like, like I said, with this whole pandemic happening, like, you know, these DJs just want to make the ravers, you know, happy with what's happening, what's considering what's happening right now, you know? And I feel like that's another thing for them to, you know, just be part of the community and just like play for them and like, you know, just be there for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's, of course, I think a lot of artists do this for their their fans and that's what really keeps them going. They don't want to to stop that just because we're not allowed to, I guess, live life normally or attend festivals Regularly, whether it be a drive-in rave or a a virtual rave, I think that it's something that a lot of um, artists and, um, you know, creators want, want to do to, to connect, to, to reach out. And I think in the end, that's what we all really want as humans is to just connect and feel love and, um, you know, have just basically just just have emotion and, and live and feel whatever we're, we're feeling. So it's, I don't know, everything has just been so wild and crazy. I think that, who knows? I, I think when when we are back to normal life or whatever, I think it's just going to be so, 
everyone's just going to be so freaking nice and so much more loving and more appreciative of what what right. they have and who they have around them. So it, it, I think it's something that it's real, that's really important. And I, I don't know, I feel like with this, with how life is right now, I feel like it has made me think a lot differently because you, you've gotten, you basically you got a lot taken away from you. And for me, something that's really changed is that I, I was so against camping. I was so against camping festivals. I was like, fuck that shit. It's like, gross. I, I can't do it. I need running water. I need privacy. And don't get me wrong. I love those things. I love them very, very much. However, after, after this year, I would really, really love to go to Burning Man. I think that it's, it, it's like right now, it's like my dream festival. I, you know, after listening to um, a lot of podcasts and um, Duncan Trussell, who's like a really big uh, advocate and a comedian for Burning Man. I think it's something that I definitely need to do within the next two years. And your ass knows that I want to do it with you. I know, so help me I know. convince Timmy <laughs> to go to Burning Man, everybody. And I mean, it's not like I've completely eliminated the idea of not of going to Burning Man. It's just like I said, I will sleep on this <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Come but, on. I feel like you know it's going to be fun. There's art everywhere. People are going to be really nice. It's going to be kind of like Electric Forest where everyone's just all about, you know, their consciousness and being aware and all this self-love and loving others. Like, you know, that's what you want, Timmy. I know. And I feel like I know it's going to be like a beautiful experience, you know, um, given the fact that it's definitely something completely different from what we normally do when we go to festivals but um I also know myself like I know what my limitations are like I just I know what I can do and how much I can like push myself but like I said you know like what you said like you know this pandemic just kind of put a lot of things into perspective like a lot of it just made us think of what we've taken for granted and um you know, just to kind of just live life more. I feel like that's like a lot of what people are com are getting from this whole pandemic thing is that you just need, you know, you only have one life and your life is short. So, you, you know, sometimes you just have to say, fuck it. So I'm not completely dismissing the idea of going to Burning Man with you, but this is definitely going to be a topic that we're going to have to keep talking about. <laughs> okay. Well, like you said, sometimes you have to say, fuck it. Right, everybody? So anyways, Timmy, thank you so much for being one of my guests on <laughs> this podcast, Best Candy Ever. Uh, uh, you can find Timmy on Instagram at my life as Tim. Also for those who would like to check out some of Timmy's awesome, amazing singing skills. Uh, he does have an Instagram called... Oh, gosh. Uh, Ayo Timmy Sings or something like that. Something cute and corny like that. I think, <laughs> and he has a SoundCloud too, everybody. So go, go harass him. But anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Timmy, for being on here. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. It's been really, really fun. I actually had no expectations going in here and this actually turned out to be really no fun. No expectations. Just... What were you... <laughs>
I don't know. I've never done these kind of things before. And um, so it's just like, it's really fun to, you know, just talk about shit, you know, just talk about like raving and just like really brings back a lot of memories, just like helps me reminisce about the good times. And yeah, it's just been really fun and amazing. And thank you for having me here. Yes. So thank you. And that's exactly what I wanted with best candy ever. So if you guys could please, please, please uh, rate and review this podcast on iTunes, I would appreciate that so much. And that would help best candy ever out. Also, if you guys can please like and subscribe to this video on YouTube and in the comments, uh, let me know which candy of Timmy's that you like, which you didn't like, or give me your feedback, your input. Uh, open to feedback and um, constructive criticism. Also, you guys can actually DM me your your uh, favorite candy or candy story on Twitter or Instagram at Best Candy Ever. Also, if you guys are into some wonky ass dubstep, check out Scudda Music, aka Scudda. Uh, they have some dope ass wonky shit, wonky dubstep. Fellow headbangers, check them out and. I will see you hoochies next time. Bye, Candy Fam.